Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. folks good morning good evening good afternoon it's v the grill economist coming to you live with my main man cj and we have with us harley schlanger who needs no introduction you can find him over at larucheorganization.com larucheorganization.com as well as schillerinstitute.com schillerinstitute.com and harley i don't know about you but i've been hiding uh cj and i've been cuddling with each other terrified we're trying <laughs> to comfort each other because of the chinese balloon the chinese spy balloon is out to get us harley well, I'm sure you're breathing easier now that Biden sent the Air Force to shoot it down. Thank God. We have such a brave and courageous president. Oh, well, and, God. you know, the it's kind of interesting because why use a weather balloon when you've got a whole fleet of spy satellites? Well, Harley, it, it, you know, it's, you know, I mean, China's a country that put a rover on the dark side of the moon. They do like, you know, uh, next generation satellite technology with quantum entanglements. They they have like spy satellites that can uh, read the, 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 the label of the hammer that David DePape used on Paul Pelosi. But <laughs> what better way to spy on Americans than a weather balloon? I mean, so insidious. Well, you know, the, the interesting thing is you, if you look at the context, starting last week, there was a beginning of a full court press to prepare the American people for war with China. Oh, yeah. And this began with a, a, a very interesting report coming from uh, the RAND Corporation. Actually, it began with General Minahan, who is one of the logistics people in the Air Force, who said, we're going to be at war with China by 2025, and we'd better get prepared. Now, this coincided with the release of a new RAND Corporation report. And, of course, the one they did in 2019, the Extending Russia report, laid out the whole scenario for what became the Ukraine war and how to use Ukraine as a battering ram against Russia. Well, now they've concluded in their RAND report 2023 from, I think, January 9th. Uh, it's titled, Avoiding a Long War, U.S. Policy and the Trajectory of the Russia-Ukraine Conflict. And what they're, if you read between the lines, they're saying, look, this can't be won. Uh, the West can't defeat Russia. Uh, it could get a lot worse. It could even become a nuclear conflict. So it's time to do negotiations on this one because we have to be prepared for China. And so you can see the marbles being lined up one after another to try to convince the American people that you have a China threat coming at you. And in the midst of this, what happens? The great weather balloon fiasco. So 
you know, that's why I, I'm joking about this. I know there's some people who are saying, yeah, but China's out to get us. Well, if they're out to get us, they don't do it with a weather balloon. I, I don't know, Harley. Like I said, it's it's very insidious. You know, it looks <laughs> suspiciously looks exactly like a U.S. weather balloon, Harley. And in fact, I think it was the National Weather Service that, that actually admitted it. Now I can't find that piece of news anywhere, Harley, that admitted that, it, yeah, it's actually it's one of our balloons. And on uh, the flight tracker actually put a um a uh, a a a a uh, tail number on the on the balloon right a, a yeah. serial number on the balloon that is reflective of the fact that it's actually a US balloon but i can't find that anywhere anywhere anymore it's it's incredible well my my 4 year old daughter wanted to know if it was one of the snoopy balloons from the macy's parade it might it could have been it could have been but luckily our mighty vaunted fifth generation f22 raptors we're able to take down those balloons, Harley. My God. Well, and now the, the Defense Department is, it's very funny. They're saying it was never a threat to anyone, but we've turned the tables on them because now we have their technology. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're pulling it out of the Atlantic Ocean. And we should expect we'll get the whole truth because the, in the hands of the U.S. intelligence community, they're about nothing but the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's unbelievable. The same people who said the Hunter Biden laptop had the classic earmarks of Russian disinformation. Yeah, we should just believe them because they know, you know, they know. And and, and, and any moment, Russia's going to run out of ammunition again and uh, we're going to be victorious. <laughs> and the Putin double is going to drop dead. Yes. Yeah, and Vladimir Putin is dying. Yes. Even though he does like marathon sessions five hours at a time. He's dying. Yeah. Now, what's actually quite interesting is what's happening inside Ukraine, because you had this pilgrimage made by the European Union unelected oh, bureaucracy. God, are you talking about Vander Crazy? Well, they show up in Kiev and they say, "We're here to see what we can do to help you and and let you know what we want from you." And Zelensky, of course, went through his laundry list of the weapons that he needs. And von der Leyen said, oh, of course, we'll do as, as much as we can. And at the end of it, this was not for the public announcement, but the private announcement was Ukraine has a lot of work to do before it can qualify for the European Union. Now, as this meeting was taking place, there are more arrests going on. And, and these may be the classic case of a cover story where someone's arrested one day charged with uh, corruption, and then the next day he's reappointed to a different position. But today, Reznikov, the defense minister, was, was booted. Reznikov is Zelensky's man. Now, how Zelensky can get away with firing all of his top people, supposedly in the course of clearing out corruption, uh, what is he, the Teflon superhero. None of this sticks to him, but his wife goes to Paris and spends how many thousands of dollars on fashion. Uh, they've got a house on the Riviera. They've got bulging bank accounts, according to the Panama Papers. So, you know, the idea that Ukraine is cleaning up its corruption uh, is a joke. If they're really going to clean up the corruption, then we should find out what the prosecutor had on uh, Hunter Biden, when Joe Biden had him fired. There's a lot of real information that would have to be produced by Ukraine before they could convince me that they're not corrupt. 
But the problem is the Ukrainian people are dying because of this European Union NATO policy being conducted by their puppet, Zelensky. And it's going to get worse. And, you know, this is not the kind of war you want to see continue. And yet that's what NATO and the, the brilliant military figures such as Blinken and, and Sullivan and, and others, Lloyd Austin, seem to think is necessary, especially if they're getting kickbacks from the military industrial complex. So this is a tragic situation. Now, one other note, uh, last, I think Thursday was the 80th anniversary of the Russian, the Soviet victory at the Battle of Stalingrad. One of the most incredible battles in, in human history. Yep. And I, I think this is, uh, uh, Putin made a, a very solemn and respectful speech that day about the, the sacrifice of, of the Soviet citizens in order to defeat Nazism. And that's why the, the war, the situation in Ukraine must be straightened out. And for this, the media in the West is saying Putin has it backwards. He's the Hitler. The Russian army is the Hitler. And continuing the cover-up of the fact that the people who were involved in uh, that are involved in the defense forces in Ukraine associated with the various so-called nationalists, the right sector, the uh, Azov battalion. They march behind the banner of Stefan Bandera, who was the head of the Galician SS, the Nazi SS of Ukrainians in the, early, the 1941 to 43 in Ukraine. So how you somehow say that it's Putin who's the Hitler and the Russians who are the Nazis when they are fighting and defeating uh, open neo-Nazis shows you the extent to which NATO is willing to continue to go to try and keep this war going. And at the same time, they're trying to figure out how to finance a war against China. Insane. And, and, and this is how deluded they are. Because they don't have the military industrial capability to wage such a conflict, they can barely hold on to. They could barely hold on against a war against goat herders in Afghanistan. <laughs> okay, let alone an industrial juggernaut like Russia. And if they thought the industrial production of Russia was awe-inspiring, they haven't seen what China is able to do. If the production of Russia and Russia, folks, <laughs> Russia produces about 800 tanks a year that they can ramp it up to 16 to 1700 tanks per year okay which is more than the united states and all of the entire combined west combined okay the united states makes around we make around 200 m1a1 abram tanks per year we could probably ramp up to like 205 <laughs> okay <laughs> we don't we don't have the capacity but yet, this is this shows you how detached from reality. I was thinking to myself, Harley, what are these Western oligarchs smoking? They're so devoid and so detached from reality. It's incredible to me. Well, but V, we're getting reports now from former military officials in Germany, retired generals, retired colonels. 
that the what they're hearing from the Bundeswehr, which is the German army, is that they know that this these tank deliveries will only mean more Ukrainians killed. Yep. They're talking about will the anti-corruption probe get rid of Zelensky so there can be negotiations. There's a general sense that what happened in France last week, I think it was on Wednesday, the general strike where there were 3 million people in the streets in France, demonstrations from north to south, uh, hundreds of thousands in Paris. Uh, this was the largest demonstration, and it was technically against Macron's economic policy, mm -hmm. which is that since France is bankrupt, they're going to try to uh, get out of having to pay pensions by extending the retirement age two years. And the unions, of course, aren't going to accept that. But they were marching behind signs, no to Macron, uh, thievery of pensions, no to money for NATO. And there are calls from people like Pierre de Gaulle, the grandson of Charles de Gaulle, for France to get out of NATO. Uh, and this is now circulating through retired networks, veteran networks in France, up in, into the ranks of the uh, present-day uh, officer corps. Now, you also have the situation in the, the real driver behind this war, the United Kingdom, where the government is falling apart. There's just one scandal after another. You know, the latest being that Boris Johnson sold the, the uh, chairmanship of the BBC to one of his cronies for an 800,000 pound loan. Hmm. It, it's almost laughable, except this is supposedly the second great power in NATO. And yet the entire army of, of the United Kingdom wouldn't even fill up a soccer stadium in Germany. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you, you've got these, what, what the Chinese used to call paper tigers that are trying to flex their muscles. And what, what's happening is in, in the American military, and we have this from people who are well-connected, whether it's Douglas McGregor, Colonel Richard Black and others, are basically saying that the senior military are saying they'll go along with this a little bit longer. But if you keep at this war, it's going to start depleting the strength and capability of the US military. So, I think uh, there's reality is going to set in. We had a, a very interesting conference on Saturday with 27 speakers from 18 countries. Yeah. Uh, and, and what they were talking about was not just a strategy to end the war, but how do we create the basis for not having another war? Correct. How do we take power away from the oligarchy and actually establish a peace based on a commitment to mutual beneficial development? Right. And we had among the speakers was the former president of Guyana, uh, several former congressmen from South American countries, top people from Africa who were talking about how Africa is not going to go back to a colonial status again. One of these speakers from Africa who's involved in the energy program, I think from Uganda, said that we're not going to submit to the uh, climate uh, crisis ideologues who are saying we're not allowed to develop. So the South, the global South is speaking out. Where is the goddamn global North? Where are the people who can speak out against it? 
So February 19th, there's going to be a demonstration in Washington, D.C. Uh, it's going to start at the Lincoln Memorial. It's going to include the Libertarians. It's going to include the People's Party. Uh, Ron Paul is speaking. Uh, Jimmy Dore is speaking. Uh, Scott Ritter is speaking. Yeah, that's going to be my, helpful. My, my colleague Diane Sayre will be speaking. It's a real coming together of a potential, not just anti-war movement, uh, but a movement very broadly representative of whole different sectors from the so-called left and right. And meanwhile, what you have is these Republican congressmen jumping up and down, cheerleading for more uh, spy balloons to be blown up. So who speaks for America? That's the question. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's nobody here left. It's incredible. Real quick, uh, Harley, V, I don't even think you know this yet, but uh, tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to be doing a uh, live stream with the event organizers uh, for, for this event tonight to, to oh, share wow. and go into, go into details about it. So That's amazing. Yeah, well, That's great. I mean, we had a couple of them, uh, Nick Brauna and the head of the Libertarian Party, spoke at our conference in a panel with Diane Sayre. So the more that this gets out, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So the, the only other thing I would say is that, you know, sort of lost in the balloon fiasco is the whole question of the debt ceiling and Janet Yellen's idiotic proposals, which were so idiotic that the Democratic caucus wouldn't even report what she was saying. Um, but what she was essentially saying is, there's no debt problem is we're having a healthy, strong economic recovery. So why worry about the debt? Well, that's what we've been told every time it's gone up another trillion or two trillion. You know, at some point, they're going to realize that other countries are not going to take dollars anymore. They're moving into a realm where they're using regional and national currencies for trade and investment. And this is starting to take off. It started with the BRICS and the Shanghai Cooperation Organization with the Belt and Road Initiative. And all I can say is that if the United States wishes to survive, we should become a part of that. This is not aimed against the United States. It's aimed against the oligarchy of the United States. Right. But how does that benefit the oligarchs and the ruling class, Harley, when they need the speculation of the paper? Well, that's the problem. And what we should do is say they can have all the paper they printed and, and eat it because there's <laughs> not much of value in there. Right. I mean, actually, what we need to do is what actually happened when after the bank holiday that FDR had in 1933, they used the time of the bank holiday to review the assets on the books of banks to figure out how bankrupt the banks were. Oh, God forbid and they do that today. Well, that's one of the reasons we had a number of banks shut down, a number of people thrown in prison who were bank executives. And more importantly, they basically said, if you invest in physical economy, then you'll be able to cover some of these debts. If you don't, we're shutting you down because you're not going to get bailed out. In contrast to what George W. Bush did and uh, what Hank Paulson did and then what Obama and his team did, after the 2008-2009 crash, where they bailed out the swindlers 
and through the productive uh, working people out on the street. So those are the two options. What, what FDR did to force the banks to start lending to the real economy or what Bush and, and Obama did, which is to bail out the swindlers, but a bailout today with the existing inflation and the amount of money in circulation will just trigger a new hyperinflation. So that's why we've got to have a programmatic alternative presented in, on February 19th, not just stop the war, but to explain to people why there's a war. And I think more and more people are starting to get that. Yeah. Very well said. Harley, thank you so much for joining us. I think it's time for a, a real, you know, anti-war movement to begin in this country. It's very, very important. These, these mentally ill people who are so miseducated, they need to be removed from office and from positions of power. It's incredible, Harley. That And, and we're, our backs are against the wall. We, we need um, millions of people to be marching in D.C. in anti-war protests more than anything else. And the powers that be like to divide us along race and culture and, and this and that, all these false, you know, hyperventilating type crises that are all manufactured. Left, left and right. Exactly. You know, we need to tune off the Democrats are bad, Republicans are good, and Republicans are bad, and Democrats are good nonsense, and start looking at real solutions here. Harley, thank you for joining us. And folks, again, you can find him over at LaRoucheOrganization.com. LaRoucheOrganization.com as well as the Schiller Institute.com. With that being said, CJ, take it away. <laughs>